Once again, I am Deputy Editor Michael Beck of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joined as always with Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, Jeffrey, breaking down the wide receivers is fun, but uh, the flip side, um, some guys that uh, we saw um, enjoying themselves a little bit on social media today. They they all got their uh, the, their yellow smoke tinted visors going on. They're all flexing, having a good time. Is those defensive backs uh, right off the top before we even mention any of the names? Do you think this unit as a whole, this defensive back unit, is the strongest position group on the team? Cornerback? Yes. Yes. At cornerback, I I think that's a yes. Uh, we got four good ones. And Justin Lane hopefully makes that a fifth. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of Justin Lane, there's going to be some interesting uh, some cap maneuvering going on in 2021. It, it, if that cap drops to $175 million, which is kind of the, the floor number that, that's been fl- uh, flirting around, the Steelers are going to be about $17 million in the hole. And one of the names that could come up for being cut to kind of uh, bring some of that uh, cap space back is one Mr. Joe Hayden, a fan favorite. And you, th- that would kill me to see because he is one of my favorite players. And believe it or not, I, I even cheered for him when he was in Cleveland because he's just one of those guys that you, you cheer for. He, he's a good mm-hmm. dude. But um, if he is a cap casualty, is Justin Lane replacing him? Is he the guy that is stepping into that cornerback spot? Well, I think that's a big that's a big thing to watch is is how Justin Lane plays. They're, if they start giving him chances and he plays well, that is definitely a possibility that we could see we could see Hayden move on. Um, I think that's that's kind of how the Steelers do it. If if you can replace somebody that costs enough money, then you're going to get that job. <laughs> you know, yet if they got if they they're going to cut who they who they can and they're going to keep who they have to, which is which is why Bud Dupree's on a franchise tag. Yeah, no kidding. And and in that spot, it already feels like they have his replacement in uh, yeah. Alex Highsmith. So it's definitely it's definitely um, something that they have done. And if the cap does slide, it's a move that I think we need to be uh, prepared for a little bit. Um, moving more into that cornerback talk and kind of the guys that uh, might be floating around the practice squad or making the team I for one am someone that thinks the Steelers will take six corners. If uh, one co-editor Dave Schofield's listening, I think they're taking six corners and three safeties. Uh, he thinks he, he thinks they're taking four safeties and five corners, but uh, um, th- that's kind of what I'm uh, I'm leaning to, to a little bit here, uh, which uh, might tip my hand when we we talk about it a little bit later. But after Breon Borders is cut to uh, reactivate uh, Justin Lane onto the squad, um, there are about three names that are kind of flirting with the practice squad being the last corner on the roster or just being cut flat out. Those three names, Alex Myrez, Alexander, sorry, if you're listening out there, I apologize. <laughs> uh, James Pierre and Trajan Bandy. Myself personally, Trajan Bandy out of Miami. Uh, he was kind of the, the, uh, the gold standard, I guess you could say of the underacted for agent class, the most kind of hype guy. And I do believe he is going to make that team, but I'm wondering what you're thinking. Um, how many guys this unit's going to take and are any of those three destined to make the team in any sense if i'm correct trey john bandy uh was the miami cornerback the deontay johnson he's one of the guys that deontay johnson absolutely torched Uh, in those miami games he was part of phenomenal pass defense and him and uh, a guy who just got traded michael johnson michael michael jackson yes uh, both detroit yeah yeah to to new england both got absolutely destroyed by deontay johnson 
Uh, I, I think he makes the team. I, I think he. Ma- I mean, the practice squad. Sorry, I think he makes the practice squad. Uh, I just, I just love the idea of him getting a shot at Deontay Johnson in practice because that's gotta, <laughs> that's gotta still hurt. He had a play, uh, one of my favorite Deontay Johnson clips. They were trying to jam Deontay Johnson, and he went to put his his hands and just straight up jam him right in his chest. And Deontay Johnson grabbed his wrists in like a like Von Miller style, pulled him through, and just was six yards downfield while he's trying to get himself back like balance and it was it was the best thing i've ever seen of course his quarterbacks were terrible they they threw the ball away didn't even look his way but it was one of the great i just saw that i was like oh my goodness i love this kid <laughs> i just want to see i want to see him and I, I would love to see a camp where he is in there and he's battling with deontay johnson and, and you know like Mike Tomlin's calling that out to him. You know that'd be like something Mike Tomlin would be like, hey, remember, you know, remember (laughs) when he absolutely destroyed you in Miami? You going to let him do that to you again? You going to let him, like, I would love to see that. I want him to make the practice squad. Mostly just for that, uh, but that's that's my choice. That's my pick. Yeah, you know what? I I think of those three, uh, and I'm leaning towards them taking six. Um, And if there is a six name, I, I think it is Bandy as well. Uh, but uh, I think it out of those three, if anyone's making the team slash practice roster, it's him for sure. And then after that, it's oh, all the guys are making the team. And one of the more interesting things, just because stats wise doesn't kind of work out the same, I'm thinking uh, more kind of position battles here. And when we're looking at Mike Hilton and Cameron Sutton, there's some interesting dynamic here because uh, both deals are expiring. Um, the team's probably only going to be able to afford one. Um, what, what exactly would you do in this situation? Because in my, in my opinion, I think Sutton's more that coverage guy. He, he's a little bit, he's still not afraid to step down in the run game, but then Mike Hilton's a guy that that's, that's setting the edge and, uh, he does have his faults in pass pro, but he's been the incumbent and he's been doing it, uh, for, for longer than Sutton has. Which, which way are you going between these two? For like them keeping long-term? Uh, yes, exactly. Long term. Yeah, keeping yeah. long term. I'm probably going with Sutton, just because I think Hilton uh, is going to be more expensive, and I think Hilton they are they are working on replacing him. They are already bringing in kind of guys that can be what he is. They've been looking for those guys, uh, but if they can't if they can't find him, like if Antoine Brooks doesn't show up this season at all, if they don't find anyone who can be uh, solid in the run game from that nickel back position. I they they almost have to keep Mike Hilton, um, but but I I I think they find a way to replace him, and I think you see Cameron Sutton stick around. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards too. When it comes to that other contract, I, I'm also uh, leaning towards Cameron Sutton uh, potentially winning that spot, that nickel spot in camp. Uh, and moving into the season, I, I'm sure it could bounce around between them throughout the year, just kind of playing who the, the hot hand is. But um, when it comes to this year, who's the guy? So I think the, I think the problem with Cameron Sutton winning that job is that nickel position is a big time blitzer in this defense. That is mm-hmm. a big time blitzer in our defense. And Hilton is a heck of a blitzer. Hilton, there are plays Hilton will take on offensive linemen. And he will, he will. I mean, he's not winning the battle. It's not like Bud Dupree just putting one arm in the guy's chest and driving him backwards. But Hilton will fight with them, and he will make plays in the run game 
based off his ability to just crash into offensive linemen hard enough to kind of neutralize their advantage in size. He is incredible that way. Tomlin loves that and his players. We all know Tomlin loves little guys that hit, and he is a little guy who hits hard, and he is a good blitzer. I think he's like number one in sacks from a defensive back over the last so many seasons or so. He's he's, up, he's either one or two. Uh, he He's top-notch there. He's underrated in coverage. What you don't want is him covering good deep threats deep. That's what you don't want. If you've got a guy who's who's not a great deep threat and is going deep, Hilton can stay with him. But if they put a deep threat in there at the slot and you're asking Hilton to run with him, that's not a good situation. That's him at, at pretty much his worst. If he's blitzing, if he's covering guys short, if, if, if Hilton's a little off of you and you try and run a five-yard out route and that quarterback throws it, it's gone. He's taking it. Like, he's that guy. He can break forward. He can just – he, he has great burst. And he knows that position, and he is a phenomenal both in the run game and as a blitzer. He has a lot of value there. Cameron Sutton does not have that. So, like, I as a as a cornerback looking at someone, I would say, okay, uh, you know, Stephen Nelson's missing a game. We need someone to slide outside. Are you putting Mike Hilton or Cameron Sutton out there? That's an easy choice. That's Cameron Sutton. Yeah. So, I honestly think there's a possibility say Justin Lane isn't quite where we want him to be, that you could see a Joe Hayden get cut and Cameron Sutton move outside. I think you could see that situation happen um, more than I would see him taking over nickel full-time because I, he is not a blitzer. Hmm. They don't. like Last year, they blitzed every single cornerback at least once, but Cameron Sutton and Steven Nelson. Those are the only two defensive backs overall. They blitzed Minka. They blitzed. Terrell Edmonds, they blitzed Joe Hayden. They blitzed all those guys. They never blitzed Steven Nelson, and they never blitzed Cameron Sutton. And that, no, and that is really interesting and a huge factor and exactly why Mike Hilton probably is in the spot. But I'll tell you why uh, I wouldn't be mad if Cam Sutton won it because uh, I'm super petty, and apparently Mike Hilton is too. <laughs> um, I was uh, having a nice little Twitter conversation with a friend just kind of talking about the spot. Um, didn't tag anybody or nothing. We're talking about Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton. Uh, and m- my friend said, oh, M- Mike Hilton is the most talented unquestioned. And my response was something along the lines of, you'd be surprised. And someone searched their own name on Twitter, read my thread, and then liked my tweet, the one negative thing I ever say, and then scurries away. And I was like, you know what? That, that's so rude, Mike. At, at least read the story where I'm positive about you the whole time off the top. But uh, so oh, if Cam Sun wins, you know what? I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I think I think Mike Hilton is that guy, though. Everything you hear him say, when you hear Tomlin talking to him, it's always like, Mike, they say you can't play. Mike, they're saying you can't cover. Mike, they're saying you're too small to play. You can't hit people. Like I think he feeds off that. So I have no doubt that he goes around, looks for those posts, probably liked it so he could find it again and be like, I'm reading all the posts that say stuff I don't like so I can just get me mad and I can go out there and practice and be energized. I, I would not put it past Mike Hilton to be exactly <laughs> that guy. Oh, you know what? As soon as this is off, I'm going to his page and I'm just scrolling down it. And I bet you all, <laughs> all those like tweets are just like, Oh, he's a bomb. This guy sucks. This guy's that. Ugh. Yep. Oh, that wouldn't surprise I, me. I love Mike Hilton. I absolutely love him. I, I just, it's going to be hard for us to keep people. It just is. Yeah. Like I just that's why I love this season 
because Cameron, like we've heard people, there's there's people have been saying, you know, we could trade somebody for draft picks. We could trade a cornerback. I think back to that that 2010 season and the Super Bowl against Green Bay. Sorry for bringing this up, everybody. <laughs> put you know, put your earmuffs on if you need to. Um, in that Super Bowl, we Jordy Nelson was their fourth receiver, like Jordy freaking Nelson, young just starting to break out. He's their number four guy. The Steelers' dime cornerback was Anthony Madison, special teamer, and he was covering Jordy Nelson, and he beat him all day. Like, Jordy Nelson was open all day. We had that great defense, but it didn't matter because their fourth wide receiver was Jordy Nelson, and our fourth cornerback was Anthony Madison. And this team, that's why I love the team right now in the depth at both cornerback and wide receiver because – if we went into a situation like that and we're facing a team that has that kind of great depth of wide receiver, our number four cornerback is Cameron Sutton. You know, the, the, yeah. who are you attacking there? You attacking Mike Hill and you attacking Cameron Sutton? We're okay with that. We can live with those guys and safeties backing them up. We, we can live with that. And if our number four cornerback, our number four wide receiver is going to be Chase Claypool or James Washington, like, I'll take that as well. You want to you want to put like your worst corner one on one with James Washington? We can chuck balls deep. We saw what he did to Denzel Ward. You know, yeah. like, like we'll we'll take that all day. That's why that's why these two positions. I absolutely love our depth, and I hope we get some guys developed because, man, having four deep is is such a benefit. That's such a big deal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, no kidding. And and you know what? Before we uh, we finish uh, with the kind of our top duo here, um, just talking about those free agents and uh, something's bound to happen with the NFL with the cap because yeah. there's no way they're just going to allow all these free agents, these veteran players, just going unsigned. So, like something has to happen, especially if you're a team like the Saints, who's seventy million dollars projected over the cap next year. Yep, Th- they got a clean house if that's what happens, and then. It, there's not a whole a whole lot of teams that have money. The Colts, the Colts yeah. somehow still have, I believe, seventy million. The Patriots have sixty, which scares me because I feel like that would be that's the Belichick, that's his end game is get Trevor Lawrence this year and then sign every single veteran to a five million dollar deal because yeah. every other team doesn't have five million dollars. Yeah, so that's my nightmare. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like something's bound to happen here. But uh, what, what do you think? It, are they just going to say, you know what? Like this is this is the the bouncing year. Every team's just kind of going to take a huge hit. I think they threw that in there to negotiate for next year, just to yeah. see how it goes. Uh, because you don't want to agree to something, then have like this season with no fans, and half of it gets canceled, and you don't get a bunch of TV revenue, and you've already agreed to more money. Yeah. Like you you don't want to put. So I I think the owners are more likely giving themselves leeway. I don't think the owners are going to want a, a lower cap. I think if they look and say, okay, we can recoup this, we're going to get this money back, uh, then they'll be fine. I mean, we, we've got extra playoff games this year. I know teams are losing ticket revenue, but that's not a big deal. <laughs> like, That's not national TV contract money. No, that's, They're not losing that kind of money. Uh, so as long as they're able to play games, put them on television, they're, they're going to have a good – 
cap situation. And if we're back to normal next year, if, if next year, 2021 season, we're able to have full fans in the stands, everything, I think you see the NFL say, you know what, we'll just, we'll carry the cap. We'll carry it straight over or maybe take like a minimal amount because those owners are not, if you're talking about owners having to gut their teams, they're not going to want that. Like no. how many owners are going to say, yeah, you know what? I'll cut half the roster. That sounds fine. You know, the Steelers would be like, yeah, we'll, we'll cut Ben. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I- we're good. We're good now. We're good. But we don't have Ben Roethlisberger. Like Rooney's isn't going to agree to that. They're going to be like, no, you know what? We'll spread those losses out. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and it's funny, uh, the the league in the Great White North up here, there is, there is something that uh, if the season isn't played, it, it's possible that every single contract becomes void up here. And then every every player in the CFL just becomes a free agent. So that's the kind of chaos that uh, we're uh, that we might be dealing with in uh, in the three down game up here. But uh, thankfully, I don't think that the NFL would ever come to that. Yeah, but, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> Moving into our last duo, because um, I'm starting to sweat already at the, the sheer thought of that, um, is uh, Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Getting back into our cornerback talk, are they the a top five duo amongst corners in the NFL? Are they that good? Because my, my eye test, I, I would say they were. I think so. I, I think they're top five. Um I don't think they're one of the very, very top. They fit our system well. Uh, I, I There was a number out there saying, like, Joe Hayden gave up some of the fewest, like, deep receptions. 23 in, yards. In, yeah. And I'm like, well, there were deep receptions. It's just guys that got past him, like guys that he passed off to someone else. Like, if he's not covering people deep, yeah, he's not giving up deep receptions. Uh, so we saw that some – he's good. Joe Hayden is still really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've been a huge Joe Hayden fan, mostly because he's that guy who isn't as fast as he used to be, isn't you know quite as dynamic as he used to be, but he still gets it done because he has that old man savvy, that kind of like I know how to cheat better than you do and get away mm-hmm. with it. Like I can I can get little holds, I can get little elbows in there where you know I'm not getting called for it because I know how to do it. I've been around long enough. I know how to do it. You get those big fast freakish wide receivers like a Josh Gordon on him and they don't do anything because even though they're bigger and faster than they can't get past him. I love Joe Hayden. Uh, I like where he is and I like the the dynamic they had with him and Edmonds. Uh, If Edmonds can get better at deep balls and Joe Hayden, you know, can, can gamble a little less. then, Then I think that those two will be really good over there on that side. Steven Nelson is, in my opinion, he is a Dick LeBeau cornerback. Oh yeah, he's an old school Dick LeBeau cornerback. You do not get past Steven Nelson. He does not give up deep balls. Um, he's he's phenomenal on deep passes. How you beat Steven Nelson is underneath, and we have that solved. Like, like he plays over there. Mike Hilton's there. Uh, like when they when they do trips on his side, they just let him take the deep receiver. They do pattern matching. They'll do things where Minka Fitzpatrick crashes underneath, and Nelson covers deep. There's all kinds of ways they use him that uh, that he really fits. Uh, so I like Nelson. Nelson is a really good receiver. He's not, in my opinion, elite because you kind of need to use him to his strengths in order right. for him to be really good. But when you do, and we do, because we can, he is phenomenal. 
and and so he's going to be great for us. Right, and you already basically said it, but Stephen Nelson did basically say in a press conference this week that check the stats when it comes to comparing him to guys like Stefan Gilmore, Trey White, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, statistically, he's right there. Is he, is he right someone there. that should be in that kind of category and seen as one of the top corners in football, or is that more scheme based, like you said? Uh, I think all the top corner, anyone putting up those numbers, it's scheme. The scheme mm. is involved. You're not. You're not stopping receivers in the NFL like that unless you have help. It's just the way the the offense is geared. Either you didn't face or like you're Steven Nelson and you didn't face anybody. Uh, but if you remember week one, Juju Smith Schuster was was beaten up on Steven Nelson, Steven Gilmore all day. He was getting yards on Steven Gilmore. Uh, but Steven Gilmore didn't face other quarterbacks. He didn't face good quarterbacks. He didn't face a lot of good receivers. So Devontae he put up Parker great stats. They could do it. They could they could do pretty good against him, and he faced a couple of guys that put up good numbers on him, and that's it because most of the time he didn't he didn't have to face much of anybody. Yeah, no kidding. And then uh, flipping back over to Joe Hayden, let's just forget about the cap space. Do you think he could sign another deal? Is he is he still good enough to come? He was a Pro Bowler last year. Yeah, can he continue to to put up that pace, play at that level, or is this? Uh, or I guess was 2019 his his, uh, his plateau, I guess, the, the end of his great run. Is there more left in the tank for one Joe Hayden? I think so. I think especially when we're able to use him, again, to his strengths, where he's covering more short routes, where he's – when he's deep, he's in deep zone. Um, when he has ability to pass off, you know, if he knows I'm passing off an underneath route to somebody else or he knows – I'm passing off a deep route to somebody else and I have to cover short, you know, I have to cover this area or I have to cover this guy and man, he's phenomenal. He's, he's not a guy who's going to be caught off guard and recover anymore. He's not that guy. I think he can still do it. He's doing it with smarts. He's doing it with knowledge and experience. Those, those pass routes, he was jumping last year. Like he's telling there, there was a game he's in Arizona. He told Terrell Edmonds, Hey, if they throw that, if they're lined up like this, they're running that out route again, and I'm jumping it. Just be be aware. And you could see it that he ran up, jumped the the slot receiver, ran an out route, and Terrell Edmonds was suddenly like, oh, okay, I'm deep. <laughs> I just he started running deep and they're like, all right. And Joe Hayden made an interception. It was it's phenomenal. Uh as long as he can do that, he's going to have a place in the NFL. And I think the way he's playing now, you could see a move to safety. Or a move into a slot receiver role if, if he needs to. I think he's got more years. I think he's got more years. I think he's got at least this year, maybe another year or two left where he's still a top top cornerback. Yeah, you know what? He's played a decade in the NFL so far. Uh, he's been one of the top corners over that stretch, which is insane to think about when he's just 31 years old. But uh, I do agree with you that he has some years left in him. Uh, I would love to stay and chat about this all night. This has been a, a really fun combo, uh, both on the receiver and cornerback side. But we are uh, getting to the top of the hour. So, Jeffrey, before we get out, is there anything uh, you want to plug uh, that's going on with the site or just going on with uh, your stuff in general? Yeah, tomorrow, uh, my film room. I'm putting a film, I have a film room out tomorrow talking about the Steelers and the Ravens, uh, basically breaking down the defense and exactly how we struggled against the Ravens' offense. And uh, my opinion is that this year, I think the Steelers are in great position 
to sweep the Ravens and take back the AFC North, no matter how good they are against other teams. Uh, we have solutions for them. Just I'd have a fill room covering what it caused, what caused us to, to fail. Even with the offense as bad as it was last year, we were in those games. And yeah, like, like it was the defense doing it. And if we can cut a few things out, be better in a few areas, we're, we're going we're gonna to destroy that team. Oh, I love to hear it. Jeffrey, thank you so much. Um, a fun evening. Looking forward to doing it again next week. All right, man. All right. And uh, before I sign off here, guys, make sure hitting, hitting up that Juju signed jersey giveaway. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You have three opportunities to get in on this. You can triple up your chances. Uh, I believe they're pinned at the top of all the pages. So make sure you go hit that up because that's some sweet giveaways. So Guys, thanks again for tuning in to the second of edition, edition, I don't know. I, I was really hoping I didn't screw up this outro again, but I'm going to get the title right. It is Beck in Black. I had a look at the notes. I, I, I scared myself. But anyway, I'm uh, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Michael Beck. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, have a great night.